I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Anger and bitterness are like swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. (laughs) Yes. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. This is going to be a shorter episode, which is fine. We're flexible like that. We have to be. We're flexible. We're trying to uh, make it so that we go fewer weeks between episodes. This is what this is. This is the thing. How do how do single parents do a podcast and (laughs) make it consistent? And I love when we hear from people either either on like Twitter or via email that I mean we're on episode. 50 something and they're on episode nine like oh really i'm also a single parent and i'm trying to keep up (laughs) like yeah i get that totally get that we we were thinking about it's it's rough we're making do we're making do we do we do the best we can that's kind of what we are like we're doing the best we can It's, it's all you can do part of doing the best that we can involves co parenting doing the best that you can with with the co-parent. And we may have addressed this in in a previous episode, but it does bear circling around and uh, tackling it again. Being on the same page. Are you on the same page? Is it important to be on the same page? Of course it is, but getting to the point of being on the same page with the co-parent. Yeah. And what does it even really mean to be on the same? Like, it can get so nitpicky that I think... You just have to be relatively on the same page. Relatively on the same page. There's just so much gray area to parenting that I feel like there's no like hard and fast rule to shit. Our situations, like if, if I will say this, that it was a lot more difficult to be on the same page when John lived in Salt Lake. It was harder? Interesting. Why? Because... um. Oh, and I'll, he'll, I'll even say this. When he, we got into an argument one time about everything, where he basically said to me, it doesn't matter if he lives 10,000 miles away or around the corner, he's always going to do it wrong in my eyes. Which is, sorry, that's a complete fucking cop-out. Because all I was asking him to do was to bathe his children and to send them to school with their glasses on. That's it. That's all I want you to do. Please send them to school with their glasses on. It's pretty damn demanding, honestly, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, it was just hard because I have a certain level of, like, making sure that their homework's done. Like, making sure that their piano practice is done. Like, there's, we have this order to our day, and those things were not important to him. And I think that he thought that it didn't matter. Like, okay, well, we have different priorities here. You do your thing at your house, and I'll do my thing at my house. And I was like, well... It's not, that's, if, that seems weird to me, but no, they need to get their homework done. And no, they need to get their piano practice done. Do you not understand this? Am I being wrong? Maybe this is a really good example. I don't think you're being wrong. I mean, we've talked about before that we both 
because we do this alone so often, we're set into a very specific routine. And because we're in a very specific routine, the kids are in a specific routine. So it's important to stick with that. Now, my take on it is, let's just say it's just homework and piano, and you do homework first and piano second. And for whatever reason, John wants to do piano first and homework second. If they're getting done, I think it's fine that they're out of your order. If they're getting done. Then there's, if they're getting done out of order and it's totally like fucking with Marlo and Lita's heads because they, they know that it has to happen in a certain way. Yeah. Then he should change the order. But that has to be, it's like on him. Like he has to recognize that and do it. Right. And that's the piece that I feel like isn't always there. <laughs> yes. Is that your subtle way of saying something? Thro- throwing that out there. It just, and I, I can't remember. I feel like we might have like directly addressed pieces of this at some point, but we are co-parenting. Like that's the reality of it forever. It's not, I don't know how to put this without sounding like a total asshole, but it's not my job to parent Lexton when he's over there. Exactly. Like if he's there and you're having an issue or a discipline issue or whatever, that sucks. That's not on me. Like you need to figure that out on your own mm-hmm. in a way that works. And if you figure it out in a way that works, maybe different than how I would figure it out, I'm okay with that. But I'm not going to do it for you. You need to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're, we're co-parenting, but we are not a we're not a team like like we were. Right. It's different. We're no longer a team like we were. It The yeah. team looks different now. <laughs> yes. And I think that's the biggest piece of it is that it's just, we're, we're still a team. It's not like I'm trying to fight her on it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. The dynamic is different. Yes, exactly. Yes. yes. And if I have a major, if I have an issue that's like beyond some sort of major life-threatening or medical issue, I just, I deal with it. And sometimes I make the wrong decision and sometimes I make the right decision and that's parenting. But there's no hard and fast rule that always applies in every situation, I think. I think it's really situational. Yeah. In my case, Heather doesn't think that. So we always run into these issues. Like here in this very specific circumstance, how do you do it? I'm like, well, I changes sometimes. We don't see eye to eye on that. And it's very frustrating, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's it's hard to find this way to say, deal with this shit on your own without sounding like a jerk. And that's really what I want to say. Like, you, you got to figure this out. Oh, without sounding like a jerk. You guys know, are no longer, you guys are no longer. That's it. You guys are no longer. Exactly. The reality of that is that she got married I still, even, <laughs> how long have we been doing this podcast? A year and a half now? And I still, I can't oh, yeah. even believe those words when they come out of my mouth. She got married and she decided that she was going to leave Lexton in your care for the majority of the time. So when she has him, she's got to take some responsibility for the choices that she's made and for the reality that she's created for herself and for her child. And it's not for me to pick those pieces up. Right. But it but the, then like there's that third piece, like that's the dynamic between her and I. And then there's that third piece that is Lexton that sees it one way at my house and sees it another way at her house. And I mean, as he's, he's now 13 and as, as he's aged, it's like, he's starting to, he's starting to process those differences in a, in a different way and 
kind of dissect them and why does it look different, but it's confusing for some of the really basic things. Like why does it happen one way here and a different way there? Right. And that's really frustrating. That's the difference when he was here. It was, I know that it was difficult for the kids to be shoveled around and to be sleeping in different beds so often and to not know where the homework was or like it was just jumbled and we're coming up on three years of him being gone and life as chaotic as life fucking is there is a rhythm a a calm like overtone to like this is our this is our home this is the way things go so there's our situations are so similar and so different because while you do have like Heather there, you're still dealing with this. See, my kids only go, they really only spend like one week during the holidays and then a summer, like the during a few weeks during the summer. So they know like, okay, we're going into this whole situation and it's totally different. Like my kids are like, yep, it is a totally different situation. They sort of get geared up for it. Whereas Lexan is sort of like, well, wait a minute, but when I'm with dad, it's this way. And when I'm with mom, it's this way. And he's, he's doing this on like a regular basis. Exactly. And it's only for like two nights. So it's a really short window. Yeah. So I I don't remember when we stopped, but John and I do not text each other anymore. At all? No. Uh, Well, I kind (laughs) of, I, I texted him Lita's report card uh, a couple weeks ago because she got straight A's and a 4.0. Go Lita. Damn. Yep. And that's all her. That's not me standing over her. That's not me. No, that was all her. And I texted it to him and he, he was stunned. And I don't know why he's stunned. Part, part, part of it is that he's not a part of her daily life and he doesn't know just how hard she works and how smart she is. But we don't text. He and I do not text. We only communicate via email. And I think that's probably because he knows that I'm taking screenshots of every text. Ah, uh, uh, there we go. Well, I'm sorry, but this is how it is in contentious divorces. You have to keep meticulous records of everything that goes on because yep. you never know when somebody's going to try to use something against you. So you got to have a backup record of every crazy thing that person has done. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think, I mean, you can obviously email leaves a trail. So do you think that also just provides a chance? I think what it is, is that cool down. email allows, he see, it wasn't like a conscious decision for me to stop texting. He just stopped texting. He just started texting Lita saying, uh, where are you guys? I want to talk. When can we talk? Instead of saying to me, hey, Heather, are the girls around? Can I talk to them? He's directly, con- he's, he basically, without even asking me, circumvented me and started going to Lita. I'm not going to fight him on that. I am not going to stomp my feet and say, how dare you? I don't care. You can totally communicate with your daughter. She has a fucking phone. Great. Right. We just, I think that he, he, it, in email, it does force him to uh, temper his words. So I think we, we stopped texting a while ago. We do not talk on the phone. We say very little to each other during when we drop off and when we pick up. That's where it is. Which is good, maybe? It is fine. In some ways, yeah. Yeah. There is no anger, you know? There's no anger. There's no... Uh, sometimes I throw up my hands, and I'm sure he does with me too, but there's no, like, 
anim- there's no an- animosity where there was a lot of it at one point. But do you guys, do you regularly talk to Heather? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. We text like multiple times a day, talk almost once a day. I've tried to taper that off just because it's not necessary. Like a lot of it is calling and how was Lexton's day and what did he do? And she can call him. Now she doesn't because he doesn't usually answer. So in all honesty, I've started, if I get a call from her, I decline it. And then I just say, can you please call mom? And then usually that's enough. Like I don't need to talk to her. It's done because I was just starting to feel like right around the start of this year, I really didn't need to be that connected at all. I mean, I want her to be connected to him and it's not that I don't want to share his life, but I don't need to share mine. Right. And talking that frequently about things that are just like the day to day, I just wasn't interested. And it was, it was a lot. Right. The day to day. I don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we made, I mean, I told you that I didn't even tell John that we were moving. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because I didn't want to, I didn't want his opinion about it. I didn't want to deal with the, the opinions or the questions or any of that. It was just, I mean, it was a decision that I had to make for myself and the girls and it wasn't going to affect, they're not changing schools and we're just moving across town and he saw an Instagram photo. <laughs> oh, that's how he found out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. It's not in my case, like I, I have something to hide. I just don't feel a need to share that information. Right. Like you, like, you know, you made the decision. He's not moving. So, and I mean, the kids are with you. You're making decisions that are the best for them. That's really all that matters. Yeah. When I was out of town in, uh, back with my dad in Michigan, I didn't say that I was going because I didn't really need to because Lexton was away. So I could just go. And I can tell that there's this irritation that she didn't know. But I, every time I revisit it, like I, I just can't come up with any reason why I should have looped her in. And there were people that knew. It's not like no one knew I left. But she doesn't really need to know that if he's it's, not with me. You know what? It's none of her business anymore. It's exactly. none of her business. Like John's not going to tell me when he and Liz are going to go spend a weekend, you know, away. I am not going to tell him when I travel. There's, it's none of his business anymore. It's none of my business what they do in their spare time. Exactly. If they were to move across Manhattan, you know, that's their decision. I think they would eventually tell me so that I would know where to drop the kids off. Right. But I'm not involved in that decision. You don't want to be and you don't need to be. If they're going to move, they're going to move. It's not like if you have a problem with it, they won't. Right. Yeah. And it is like, um, I actually had dinner with someone in New York who is, um, he's an old friend and he was going through a contentious divorce and then decided to try to make it work. And he asked about me and John and he's just like, aren't you angry about the whole thing? And I was like, well, yeah, there were, there was a time where I was angry. Yeah. Yeah. Of course there was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. All the unspoken things. Um, yeah, there was a time, but then you realize as time goes on and, he becomes less of a factor in my decision-making where it's like anger serves no purpose here. It, it's a waste of my time and energy. And actually there's nothing to be angry about anymore. So you're just dwelling on the old. And I, I'm pretty sure that I said this way early on, like the first five episodes of this podcast, but it's like anger. I think it was my dad who gave me this quote, but something like anger and bitterness are like swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. <laughs> yes. 
Like that's that's really what it is. And especially after, I mean, for me, it's been over two years. For you, it's been even longer. Like at a certain point, even if those things shouldn't have turned out the way they turned out, what is the what is it accomplished to be angry about it still? Right. I, it doesn't. I mean, it just takes your energy, like you said, and that's that's all it does. This this person was the same person. He asked me this two years ago, and I can't believe he's still asking me this. Probably because uh, he's facing he's facing serious serious alimony payments if they actually go through with the divorce, and that's what he's scared of. <laughs> gotcha. I kind of just want to smack him in the face. I just want to be like, you know what? She quit her job and is taking care of your children. She's done that for the last seventeen years of her life, and you're fucking freaking out about it. Oh my god. Sorry. Did I tell you this? I'm sorry. This is a tangent. But on Father's Day, a couple of fucking dad bloggers were just like, child support is a fucking racket. And I had to, I almost threw my phone across the room as I scrolled through Facebook. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything, motherfuckers. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm sure in some situations, some people have gotten fucked over. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. But when you go into a marriage, you're going into a contract. You're going to a fucking contract. And you make sacrifices and you put blood, sweat, and tears into the whole thing. And I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Yep. Uh, He asked me, he said, again, he asked me this. If you could go back and do it over again, would you still get divorced? <laughs> really? Yeah. I looked at him and I said, you asked me that two years ago. Like, are you crazy? Like, are you crazy? No, I wouldn't. It wouldn't like change a thing. Yes, it's been hard. Yes, absolutely. But there's no like, especially with where I am now, especially with like having gone through what I went through in the last year and coming through the, the other side of it. It's like. You see the other person when you when you when you go through a separation, you go through a divorce and you're by yourself and you look at what you were in. I don't know if you ever do this. Do you ever look go back and go, wait a minute? Like what do you mean? In terms of In terms of do you ever feel like that you were treated unfairly? Like when you think back about it? You mean prior to the separation? Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Okay. But it's stuff I never realized at the time, like not even right. close. Yeah. But 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 now with the perspective, you see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's to the point where, and that has happened a lot this year in particular, where I look back and it's like, how, how, how did I not see it? And how did it make it 10 years? <laughs> like why? I think you're just in situations like that. There's all these red flags, but for some reason you either don't want to see them or you're told or just you expect that that's going to be part of it. Like part of being in a relationship is shitty. So these must just come with a package or something. Right. This is just what marriage is. Yes, exactly. Like you have to make it work. Yeah. And I hate that expression. You just have to make it work. And I feel like there are times in, in even the best possible relationships where you do have to make it work. Like there are trying times. Mm-hmm. But if your entire attitude is we make it work. I can go somewhere else. Like you don't, you shouldn't have to spend every day making it work. What is, why would you do that? And that's as much a question for me too. I mean, obviously I did it for quite a while 
But in hindsight, I just don't understand why we just kind of expect that that's normal. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I've had a, of some criticisms from people who are just like, you know, well, I'm sorry, but when you get married, you know, that's the covenant. That is a, a promise that you've made and you have to do everything. You'd have to figure it out. And I want to say we were in therapy for eight years. You don't think I tried? You don't think oh, yeah. I tried? Eight years of therapy. You don't think I tried? Yeah. It's hard because there's the people that have that attitude, like there's always hope, like there's always an option. And I, I mean, I'll admit that I'm normally just a more pessimistic person. That's just kind of my personality. But there are, there are legitimately times where there are, there's not another option. Like some things are just not meant to work out. And that's okay. Like I think acknowledging that it's okay and allowing them to not work is really the right solution rather than spending your entire life trying to force a square peg into a round hole is ultimately what it is. But some people are so stuck on like that covenant that that's what they do. And that would be such an unhappy life. It's such a condescending statement to me when somebody says that about marriage. You know, you got into this, this is a contract, you have to make this work, you have to do everything that you possibly can. And it's just such a condescending, privileged way of looking at things. Because you have no fucking clue what people's situations are like. No fucking clue. You have no clue. There's so much to the story that you don't know. That attitude in particular, just like, I'm like, don't even say, don't even say that to me. Sorry. Just don't even say that shit. Yep. Bullshit. <laughs> so we've tangented slightly. Yeah. Being on the same, being on the same page. Okay. Let's That's go right. back to being on the same page. <laughs> but it's really, I mean, even the idea of this, you know, of, of looking back and realizing you were treated unfairly. I mean, same page, different page. We're kind of there. To look back and see that, I guess. Look at the, I'm going to tie this all together. Just wait for it. Okay. To to identify those things that have been that existed long before anything ever fell apart, and then to have to try to work like with that new perspective, with all of all of that new information, and then to have to try to work with someone to be on the same page, is really frustrating, because you have even less patience, I think. Yes. And I know that I and it's so hard to not. To, I mean, like, I don't harbor any existing bitterness from two and a half years ago, but it's so hard to not get, like, freshly bitter about having to deal with it all over again <laughs> when you shouldn't have to. Freshly, when it's just basic common sense Freshly shit. bitter. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally what it is. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was having, God, I saw so many people when I was in New York. I know so many people. And my friend, who's my age, her brother committed suicide not even two years ago. She got a divorce. 
She stopped talking to her father, and then two months ago was diagnosed with breast cancer. Holy shit. Yeah. So I went, she was getting chemo the Thursday that I was in New York, and I went to see her, and we were talking about dating and what it's like to date and what it's like dealing with our exes. And she's just like, you know, I just don't know if he is ever going to not be mad. She's like, I just don't think that he's ever just not going to be mad at me. And I said, yeah, I mean, I've said this before. Like, I always feel like there's always going to be another shoe that drops. Like, you just sort of come to that resolution of there's always going to be something else that happens where it's like, seriously? Really? (sighs) This freshly new thing I have to be bitter about? What? But like, and she was like that. She's just like, yeah, I've come to the resolution that he is just always going to be mad. And so she goes into her interaction with him knowing that he is angry. And they've been separated now for over, for almost two years. Yeah. That sucks though, because I mean, now she just has to totally readjust. Yes. To deal with the fact that he can't get over it. Right. While she's (laughs) going, like he was even sort of giving her like a hard time because he was having to watch the kids while she was doing fucking chemo. You know, and he's like, well, okay, well, I'll get this, I'll, I'll guess I'll get this all done. And she's like, okay, well, I'll be over there at the <laughs> hospital getting chemo. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it's it's stuff like, it's things like that. I had, I mean, obviously, I'm not nearly in the same boat that she is, but I have lots of little things, whether it's travel for work or travel for personal, over the next, like, six weeks. Just a night here, a night there, a full day here that I can't. I can't be around. So rather than trying to work with, you know, if if one of my parents is coming down or work with Heather's parents, I just sent her an email. I'm like, I need all of these days. Like These are the days that I need. If you can be with him, great. If not, you need to let me know and I'll figure it out. So she finally came back and said, I can do it. I can I put all these in my calendar. I can do it. But you know, this means I'm going to have him for an extra four nights this month. Oh my God. So I'm going to need your help when I want to do something in August. And I, I re this is all via text, which I took screenshots. Of. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. And I reread it like over and over and over and over again, because in my head, all I can think is he's with you four nights a month, a month. Now it's eight and you're making it very clear that this is somehow a favor. Right. And also an inconvenience. Like what? How? I just, I can't, I can't get my head. And I kind of took the same approach she did. I was like, okay, let me know. If I can help, I will. <laughs> because I don't, I don't want to push it, but it's just, it's so pathetic. Uh-huh. It has nothing to do. I don't, oh my God. I know there's, there's, there's like certain battles you want to fight and then certain battles you're just like, like John circumventing me and going straight to Lita to talk. I'm like, right. It's not a battle that I'm willing to fight. I, you know what? It's yeah. fine. Whatever. Yeah. And I, that's kind of what I figured. Like if she, if she approaches me about some date next month and I can't, I'm gone or something, then I can't. But if I can do it, I'll do it. Right. I and mean, I'm not going to be passive aggressive about it and say no if I'm home, but I'm also not going to you know, bend things around if I really can't. Because typically for me, on the weekends that he's not with, like I try to plan things when he's at her house because he's not here. And if that means I plan things two months out, then that's what I do. And if she plans things a week out and I've already got plans, then that's what happens. Yeah. And honestly, when you've only got four nights out of your month, you should be able to fit some shit in around that. Like, 
really i don't i don't know that kind of stuff just drives me nuts uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's not at a point now like i've got up to a point where i don't get like angry and bitter about it. i just shake my head because i don't know what else to do like it's so unbelievable that you kind of ha- you have to learn how to shrug it off there was an Instagram photo you may, I don't know, my mother saw it actually, but I, I posted something about my kids being gone and how, oh, it was a picture of Marlo and I'm like, she, they're leaving tomorrow. My heart is about to rip me in half. And of course, trots out the, I'm sure it's hard for you, but think about the father who has to spend all of this time away from his children. Like that person came into my comment section and I knew that was going to happen. This person who doesn't know a fucking clue about the fucking situation. Sorry. Um, oh no! Yeah, and I was just like, "Yeah, whatever." And the comment, the commenters actually handled him. They were like, "No, no, 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 no! This is not about that. This is about Heather. This is this is Heather gets to feel sad. You're not going to come in here and try to temper that. She gets to express her sorrow." Like my commenters took over for it, and I was like, "You know, I'm not going to get mad about that comment. I'm just not." Yep. Even though I just cussed about it. <laughs> right. But that's, to me, that's like you could have unleashed, mm-hmm. right, in, in the comment section, but you didn't. I mean, you can you can still be angry about it. I mean, even now I'm bringing up this text, and yeah, it's frustrating, but it's not like I was frothing at the mouth and got, you know, made an angry phone call or texted back angrily. You just, you learn to take a breath and shrug it off and move on. Yeah. And it's really hard, but... Ultimately, I know that I could have responded to that text in a much more colorful fashion, and it would have gone nowhere, except just wasted my time. My friend did a Facebook status the other day, and she said, being an adult is bullshit. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yep. And we race to get here like it's going to be great. (laughs) Like... We're in such a hurry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yep. Like, 16-year-old Heather Hamilton, she could just peer at the uh, almost 42 Heather uh, Heather Armstrong. Like, she'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just, you don't, you don't realize it. I mean, it's grass is always greener. Everything always seems better, but... Yep. <laughs> I'm going to cry from laughing because it's so much <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. No, it is. Because I can just see you like staring at those texts going, I just can't even believe this. Like four nights out of the month, hon. Four nights. Right. right. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, I know that the number of nights just doubled up to eight, <laughs> which is still like one fourth. Okay. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Oh God. Well, and then, but I think too, it's like that combines with these ridiculous situations about trying to be on the same page, or these instances with, well, how do you handle this, and I handle this differently, and then I just don't have the patience to really help. In part, like that's the case. Like if you if you're really not interested in devoting, you know, an extra four nights without bitching, I'm not (laughs) figure this shit out on your own. Like. I figured it out. I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating when you feel like you, I kind of get to the point where I feel like I'm the only one really putting in the time. Yeah. So it's like a group project. That's what it is. You're, like, you're the you know only what? one doing any of the fucking work. Being an adult is bullshit already. Stop making it worse. <laughs> right. Stop being an adult and making it worse. I mean, come on. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah. Especially when, and it sounds like this is kind of what you've experienced too, like with with my Heather, that the issues that are brought up are things like I'm really having problems with this, this, and this. And whether she wants me to solve them or offer her a solution or suggestion or talk to Lexton, I don't know. No idea. But always there are things that I don't ever have an issue with. Like I've never experienced this problem. So clearly the issue is totally on your end. And I can't really fix that. Because if, because if the challenge here was purely Lexton related, it would happen in both places. But it doesn't. Yeah. So I, that's not, I'm not a part of that world over there. And you need to figure it out. Maybe with your husband. Uh, just a thought. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just a thought. Just seems like if you got married, that would be kind of the goal. Like, you're going to tackle life together. <laughs> Yep. That's where it's at. Okay. That's why being an adult is bullshit. Being an adult is bullshit. That is the theme for this very short episode of Manic Rambling Spiral, (laughs) where we just sort of went off. We didn't walk the fine line like we were supposed to. (laughs) No. Sometimes you can't. You got to veer off path a little bit. I'll just, we'll end it with this. I've, you know, expressed quite a bit of sorrow about my kids going to New York. And right after I dropped them off, his girlfriend posted a picture of all four kids and said it's the best day of the year when we become a family of six for the summer (laughs) and and, uh, a couple of my friends were like what the fuck (laughs) really yes a couple of my friends texted me and were like what the fuck what the fuck Heather and I was like I you know I gotta walk away from certain things gotta walk away so Yep. You have to. You, that's one of those times where you just shake your head and you go, you know what? It's not worth it. Not, yeah. I can't do anything. It's out of my hands. Being an adult already sucks. So, <laughs> you know. Okay. Yep. I have to go finish something up before my life explodes. Um, so this is a shorter episode. And we would love to hear from you about being on the same page as a co-parent with your co-parent. Please send us stories to stories at manicramblings.com and you can find us online at manicramblings on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those places. And until next time. Until next time. Being an adult is bullshit. Let's just acknowledge that. Bullshit. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.